Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Claim Your Career Crown podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our special guest, Andrea McKenzie. Andrea and I are going to be talking about why you should lead with harmony for greater business success. Andrea, who is the founder of Lead with Harmony, she is a team and leadership development expert who helps business owners and executives hire strategically and develop their teams towards improved performance, lower stress, and stronger leadership. Andrea is an MBA multi-certified coach and award-nominated Colby Certified Consultant with 20-plus years in corporate roles and consulting. Andrea founded Lead with Harmony over 10 years ago to serve small businesses by incorporating her firsthand understanding of team success factors and disruptors into her own style of team and leadership development. An approach that combines elements of business consulting, project management, leadership coaching, experimental learning, and specialized assessments and techniques such as Colby assessments, ICF coaching principles, and IPEC, IPEC Energy Leadership Frameworks. So Andrea, I am so honored to have you here today. I'm just thrilled. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Lynn. Well, this is going to be a very important conversation. We all need more harmony in our life. And so for those of you who are joining us for that very first time, you know, make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to Claim Your Career Crown wherever you get your podcasts. And while we're on the subject, please, if you love what we're doing and you love the show, share it, send it out to your friends, your family, your peers, and take that extra second to give us a five-star review. We would very much appreciate it. So Andrea, we gave a little bit of your backstory, but we really didn't talk about what inspired you to get started down this path. And I'd love to hear that. Absolutely. So uh, I founded Lead with Harmony in order to provide leadership development and team building and all the things that go around that, hiring, so on and so forth. Um, And I think you know, even even the name Lead with Harmony is a bit of a double entendre because I I started off in music. That's what I studied in undergrad. Um, I'm a creative, um, and I like to do things my way. <laughs> um, I I was in jazz. I was improvising. Right. I I, I want to just you know kind of off the cuff do create things and do things differently. So I think that's part of where my entrepreneurial spirit comes from, right? Creating something in business. But in terms of how I got to this place of, you know, leadership and team development, I think it started because, you know, the the real true underneath, the real true origin of where it comes from is, you know, coming out of school with a music degree and being a smart person and moving from lateral job to lateral job, And knowing that I was sort of the unicorn of the person who would, you know, really put energy into things, but not necessarily getting, I don't know, the roles and the opportunities because of just whatever was on my resume, right? It's just, you know, she's, she's a musician, you know, that kind of thing. Um, And then sort of getting into my MBA and studying real straight ahead, you know, business formats and numbers and all that kind of stuff. Those two things combined, getting into consulting and realizing, 
you know, as much as I, I, I love process improvement and operations and numbers, it's really about the people. And, and going all the way back to this, I was the young person who didn't get the opportunities and all of these things. Um, I think it just really helped me understand that leadership is for everyone. It's not, you know, oh, there are some people that have authority and therefore they are leaders or whatever those things are. Like leadership is for everyone and helping people make their own choices and, and, and look internally and then developing teams towards all of this, again, sort of being in harmony, right? Being in harmony internally with the things that you know, the things that you do, the things that you love, and then making sure that other people have that same, you know, sort of congruence in their life, right? That you're you're making sure that people are in the right roles and that they're excelling and that they're given the things that they need. So all of that kind of comes together um, in this sort of leadership and team development bucket. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Absolutely. And, you know, going from that, you know, I want to hear your take on our core topic is why leading with harmony? Why is it so vital in achieving greater outcomes in your business? Yeah. So we want to achieve greater outcomes in our business and we want to achieve greater outcomes in our lives, right? All of these things kind of go together, uh, whether you're the owner of a business or you're, it's your career, uh, what, what have you. Um, when you're looking internally first, you're not looking for the yeah. source, you know, the, the, the source of your problems are out here. It's everyone else. Something else is to blame. When you start to really look internally and make sure that you are in harmony in those areas, like I said, and, and I, I'm kind of really, again, going to reiterate this because it's like, what do you know? What do you do? And what do you love? Right. Those things, making sure that what you're you know, really working towards every day, really kind of focus on those things and that you're building those things. Um, you can be a better leader and you can also apply that same framework to other people in order to not just do well in business and make money and, you know, all the things we're talking about with career and so on, but to enjoy your life. Yeah. Right. I mean, we all want to enjoy our lives. We want to be engaged in things and, and working with people who are also enjoying their lives. Um, right? So you're, it's, it's about wellness. It's about passion. It's about being somebody you want to be. No, I truly understand that. I think the other part about the harmony that comes in is that you're really then focused in that positive and the empowerment and the ability to develop further, both personally and of course, professionally in your career. And I think that's why the piece about harmony is so vital because the organization, then everyone feels that they're part of, you know, the solution. They're part of what they're providing in whatever the form of the product or service is to their end client, that they're actually creating this impact in the world, you know, whether it's, you know, one uh, project at a time or one client at a time or, you know, uh, however that works, whatever, you know, their role is in doing that. And that really feeds, you know, your soul. And that makes you just be much more aware and step into that being um, and being able to live a fuller life. I mean, that would be, you know, sort of my esoteric take on it. Absolutely. And and the unfortunate thing is there's a large group of people who are in stress every day and not enjoying what they're doing. So there needs to be a counterpoint to that. And in in my 
experience, typically where that comes from is fear, right? So making choices and decisions based in fear. If I don't do this, then this is the consequence or, you know, not doing things because you're afraid you're going to fail or all that, all those kinds of things. And that's where true leadership comes from is understanding how to make values-based decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is really important for everyone. So how do you do this? I mean, do you have some kind of process that you take your clients through when you're working with them so that they can, you know, really embrace this um, concept and actually execute on it and incorporate it into their environment? Absolutely. So, I mean, in terms of the clients that I work with, it could be, you know, someone who is a, you know, team leader, and they're looking for a larger um, application of this kind of work across an entire team. It could be a business owner who I'm working with one-on-one. But I'd say fundamentally, the, the, the frameworks or the, um, the processes that, you know, you kind of have to go through to get to where what I'm talking about in terms of leadership is to, number, like I said, number one, <laughs> really look internally, which which is one of the reasons why I love Colby assessments so much. I know you talked about a little bit in my intro is it's a very objective assessment. It's not about personality. Um, and one of the reasons I sort of took to it is that um, knowing how you work best, knowing how you work in the least amount of stress helps you just become more aware, right? It doesn't mean that you're never going to do anything that's outside of your strengths, right? Like it means now I know why I'm stressed out. Now I know how to get help. Now I know the things that I really should be focusing on and what to delegate. Now I know, right? There's so many, now I know, right? From that kind of awareness that it's, it's incredible. Now I know why I'm constantly in conflict with this other person. So like getting, becoming aware is step one and that can take time. I mean, there's there's very quick things that you can learn about yourself that you never knew, <laughs> never knew before. And we can do that as a team where it it immediately shifts things. But it's it's a it's a long process, right? To to shift your own awareness, to stop, like I said, looking outside of yourself for the answers, like looking internally. Um, and again, this this idea of fear. A lot of times voices of fear are coming from all around us. They're not even, they're not even ours. (laughs) These people are going to judge me because, right, all of those things. So, you know, I I don't know how many of your listeners have worked with coaches before. And I think the word coach is so tough for me to use around for myself because it's so overused and it doesn't really, it starts to become diluted, has no meaning, but really the fundamentals of what, you know, the, 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 the basic of what a true coaching experience is, is helping somebody empower themselves, helping somebody understand enough about what's happening internally to take action and really make accelerated progress towards goals. And that's kind of the thing, whether it's teams or, or you know, entrepreneurs or team leaders. Step one is awareness and starting to really get clear on, wait, am I thinking I want this goal because I think I have to have that goal or because there's, right, is that based in values-based thinking or fear-based thinking? Those are the kind of things that we start with. And even just a few sessions of looking at those kind of things can make massive change, right? It's like yeah. the the seed for massive change. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I mean, having that self-awareness is the first step in being able to to make anything happen, you know, whether it's personal, professional development, a change in your business, um, 
and uh, changing your life. So I, I completely am on par with you where you're coming from with that. And I also think that you're t- discussing about fear is also critical because fear is part of our actual makeup. Because remember way back in the day, fear was what kept us alive. Is that thing going to eat me? <laughs> Still does. Yeah. You know? And so, <laughs> but those pieces about fear also take on other roles as we get older. You were talked about that fear of failure. And yet as a child, you didn't fear keeping getting on that bike and giving it another go, even though you got skin chin and a skinned elbow and skin knee, you, you got back on that bike and you tried again. So it's like, there's this part of awareness and then starting to be more accepting of that. And that visualization really does move you forward in a very powerful way. So when we're looking at this, and whether we're looking at it as an individual, as an organization, or more broadly as a society, why is leading with harmony, you know, sort of a challenge, and yet at the same time, more urgent than ever? Yeah, (laughs) it's a challenge, and it's a necessity. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I mean, I think um, the resonating level of energy is fear-based motivation in a lot of corporate America. Um, Do this or else, do this or you're not going to get your raise or your promotion, or it's about competition, right? Do better than some, all that kind of stuff, right? I won't be as good as, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges, right? We we hear all, like I said, all these external voices. Um, and I think the thing you just touched on this fear of failure is like reframing mistakes, that mistakes, mm, you, do they really exist in the end? Like all, all, you, you can, all, almost everybody listening, right, could probably look back on their life and think of something that they thought of as a mistake that eventually became one of the most important, pivotal, amazing things that ever happened to them. Um, so is fear bad? No. Are mistakes bad? No, right? It's a matter of, again, what's good is awareness, right? What is it really coming from? Am I afraid because I'm going to die? You know, like I'm going to get into a car crash? Like what's happening? <laughs> sure, that might be very rational. You know, am I afraid of making a mistake? And how bad is it really to make a mistake? I mean, so that's the challenge, right? And then why is it a necessity? Um, I think you know, I don't have statistics around this, so I'm I'm going to speak broadly, you know, but I think mental health, and, and I think we've all probably all been reading about it too, mental health is a major, major issue. Um, and I am not a therapist by any stretch of the imagination, but I am here for acceptance. I'm here for neurodiversity. I'm here for understanding our neurobiology a lot better. I'm actually just got got done with studying um, applied neuroscience a bit because I, I think the more we understand yeah. how our brains work and the more we focus on our brain health, and I'm not just even talking about mental health because I think people forget that the brain is a is a biology thing. Like we still have to eat well and all those things, right? Still come into play, you know, when it comes to, to mental health even. Um, I think that's the necessity and and starting to really come to terms with how important wellness is in the workplace. It, it's not just a fairy tale, right? So I think there's a lot of people that might listen to me and be like, uh, let's, let's, yeah, dream on. That's like utopia. That's never going to happen. But I'm here to tell you that there are people out there starting businesses, a lot of them starting businesses because they want to create better cultures and they want to, you know, help people have better lives. And, and to me, that's such a nice byproduct of entrepreneurship is um, 
not just going outward socially, but also creating something amazing internally. That's like people want to show up to work, right? They yeah. want to they want to be with each other. They want to connect, right? We need more of that in our lives. So it's much bigger than just the workplace, right? No, absolutely. And that being feeling connected actually increases your um, your performance because you you feel that you're part of some bigger something bigger and that you're part of creating impact and i've seen organizations who really embrace this and within their whole culture and their environment uh is so supportive for both the team members but the team members are really on board with what the company is doing and you are part of uh we all once again we're a social animal we want to be part of something bigger and, and I mean, <laughs> in whatever role we have, it, it allows us to do that. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, it, sorry to cut you off. I, I I, just, it's interesting because sometimes people end up in companies where they're, they're, they're really lit up by the mission of the company or the product, right? And I think that's fantastic. And then there's other instances where they're just really lit up by being in a group of people who care about them for once, right? Like they might not even care that they're, you know, whatever providing what sort. I mean, sure, I'm sure it's it's not against their values, you know, like it's not something like that. But to be a part of just a team that supports them and their goals and their lifestyle or all the things they want in their life, I mean, sometimes that is leaps and bounds more important than I'm in an industry that interests me. Because a lot of people are in industries that interest them and they're in the most horrible pain and stress all day long because they don't really want to work where they are. They just love the industry they're in. They, they're trying to put another notch on their belt, another stepping stone to just get the heck out of there and go do something else. And it just, yeah. and, and, it, and I see it all the time in people's careers where it just, they just keep stepping stone to stepping to, oh, it'll be better at the next place. I should put two years in here. It'll be better at the next place. Uh, I guess now I should put two years in here, right? And it just keeps going and going and going. Um, and until we change what's going on inside these organizations, you know, that, I mean, that's really the the big why. Yeah, no, I mean, it has to be both where, you know, really for that business success, you have to be invested in what the company is doing in the mission, but that company also has to be invested in the team and with the team, you know, really being a true team where we're, you're supporting one another. It's so funny because I'm thinking about, I've been, you know, rewatching Ted Lasso and (laughs) you, you think about that. I mean, how the team you know, through the story, they, they come together, you know, and they're, they become a family, but they're still, you know, you know, yeah. Do they want to win a game? Yeah. They want to win a game type of thing. Right. And so it's um, an interesting, uh, you know, comparison with that, but, you know, let's sort of shift gears a little bit and talk about why leading with harmony is typically a blind spot. So whether you're the business owner or you're the manager or even the cog in the wheel. Why um, is this concept seem to, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely can, can talk about that. And, and I, and I'm sort of reiterating myself, but I think maybe saying it in another way. So if we are constantly in a situation where the energy is resonating in these places of victim energy, anger, 
competition, frustration, uh, apathy, right? Like whatever these things are, force, fear-based motivation, all those kind of things, right? Um, it's going to be incredibly difficult to, even if somebody on a daily basis tries to, con- you know, constantly move themselves up that ladder of, of better energy, it's it's extremely difficult to see it and then and then not get brought down by all of that, not to be, not to get brought down by the rest of everything that's going on around you. It takes, it takes strength to bypass what's going on, you know, externally. Like I said, that people are complaining and frustrated and angry and they're never going to do what they're supposed to do. Like all this stuff, we know those stories, and reframe it and move up, let go, forgive, have gratitude, all those things, right? And it's, it's, it's just incredibly hard for anybody, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm guilty, right? (laughs) I think we all are. We have those days where you just like, everything sucks. (laughs) Excuse my language, right? It's like, you do. And if those days become more often than not, it's, it's hard to undo. We, we, we are affected by a lot of things around us. So you have to develop that, that mental muscle to keep, mm, you know, no, I'm not going there with you. I'm not going into this with you. I'm not going into the jumping into the, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, that's why, you know, there does have to be some balance because when something has gone sideways or something isn't working right, you you can't just put some little Pollyanna smile on it. Like it's all going to be okay. Yes. It's like, no, I mean, you know, what's not working, let's figure it out so we can fix it and make it better. And so sometimes um, that is, so I don't want to ever have anyone think that you can't, you, you absolutely have to address whether it's the elephant in the room or, you know, when something does go off track because, but it's not personal. It's like, well, what happened? How, what, you know, what was the good that we learned? What can we, we reuse, repurpose, and then what do we have to adjust or fix? And so when you really come at it from that perspective, that also is a way to lead in the sense of with bringing that harmony, that it's not that somebody's bad or that they made some horrible mistake, but it's just that, okay, well, that, didn't, you know, how did that happen? What do we need to do? So we prevent it um, from occurring again. It's not non-judgment, right? We're all going to have judgments. So you can't, yeah, we're all going to make mistakes. It's correcting that, that destructive judgmental thing, right? Correcting it if you, if it happens. Um, And I think that, you know, there's, there's, uh, let's put it this way. I do not, I am, I am not afraid of conflict. Right. Like I, I, I think a lot of times we get to harmony through conflict. Yes. So this is not about, oh, we have to be in harmony. And <laughs> that's not what, what we're talking about here. I, I mean, it really is an internal thing to be to be vibrating at a level where you want to be and that you want other things to be attracted to you. Right. Like that that's what I'm talking about when I say harmony. There's no, you know, put, you know put a smile on your face and everything's going to be fine. That, that's not at all what, what we're talking about. I think if you got to address something, address it. But when I say non-judgment, it's like, yeah, you are not intrinsically bad, but I'm thinking that what this over here, what happened needs to be correct. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's got to be constructive. how you do it. It's how yes. you approach things. And that's part of leadership, right? Yeah. That's, 
Yeah. So for the, the, everyone who's tuned in and they're going like, okay, well, where's, what's like my first step or where, what can I do today or tomorrow to, to be a better leader or to lead with harmony? What would your recommendation be? Yeah, I would say number one, like, again, going back to my definition of leadership, it's not about necessarily leading others, which is, could be part of it, but start with yourself. Are you leading yourself? I don't care how many people report to you, right? First and foremost, right? Are you leading yourself to, you know, again, like I said, in a place where you know and, and do and feel right? And, and is it based in some notion of what you think you should be or what the world thinks you should be or in a fear-based kind of motivation, I must be competitive, I must be better, I must reach this goal, whatever that is, or is it coming from a true place of this is what I desire, this is what I want, this is what I value? I mean, that's kind of the first thing is assessing where you're trying to go and is it really based in you? Is it authentic to you? Um, I can tell you my top three values are freedom, authenticity, and fulfillment. A lot of people, if you ask them what their top values are, they might be, well, you know, but if you're going to compromise my freedom, we're out, right? Like, I, I know where some of those lines get drawn, right? And I think that that's step one is like really starting to get clear on you. And I, dare I even say your brand, right? Especially if we're talking about career and business, Um and then once you start to bring the other people into your brand, right? And I, I truly mean this, not just as a business, but who you are, like, what do you stand for no matter what? You start to bring people in. What is that promise? Are, are you really delivering on that promise of what you stand for and what you value on a daily basis? Is, are you living it? Are you walking it? Are you breathing it? Are you allowing other people to have it, right? Th those are the questions, those real deep questions internally, um, once you start getting into the next steps of, I actually have people and I need to lead people somewhere and we have goals together as a group, man, there's so much there. You got to know these people just as much as that first step we're talking about with yourself. So that's a whole other can of worms, right? But it starts with, it starts with you, <laughs> All right. you know, leading yeah. yourself. All right. Brilliant. So, um, Andrea, is there anything you wish I had asked you today? Oh, my gosh. No one's ever asked me that question before. I don't think so. I, I'm sort of a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants kind of gal, right? You ask me what you want to ask me, and I, I really appreciate the conversation and appreciate you having me on. All right. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for sharing why you should lead with Harmony for greater business success. And I know that our listeners are going to want to know more about you and how they can connect with you. Sure. So best place to go is leadwithharmony.com. Um, there's lots of stuff there. I have a blog that I write and all kinds of things around everything we're talking about here, leadership, hiring, team building, all that good stuff is up there. You can join the mailing list. You can grab my job ad checklist on there if you are actually in the midst of thinking about hiring someone. And LinkedIn is always a great place to connect with me as well. So you can follow me there. All right. Well, and all of Andrea's links are going to be right down below. So she's one click away. And uh, Andrea, thank you so much. This has been such an informative and lively discussion. And thank you everyone for joining us today. We are really honored that you you 
chose to be here. And I would like to say, if you have ideas that you'd like to share, you know, you can leave us a comment down below. We love hearing your thoughts. We will reply. And if you have a question or would like to suggest a topic for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitequeen.com. And of course, to stay current on all of our insightful advice, our breakthrough advantages, and never miss an episode of Claim Your Career Crown, please sign up for our weekly Wisdoms newsletter. And we want to say thank you again for everyone who joined in. We're so glad you're here with us. And Andrea, thank you so much. This has been such, I mean, it's just been a refreshing, wonderful um, conversation today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.